Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Name of Jesus, hallelujah. I want to open with you today in the book of 1 Kings chapter number 21. I want to read in your hearing uh, four verses out of that chapter. And uh, hopefully God will help us. We'll, we'll give you what the Lord has laid on my heart for today. Man, I'll be glad to get it preached out of my spirit today. Regardless of how it turns out. Amen. But uh, sometimes things can, God starts, uh, you know, uh, ahead of time preparing us and giving us something and uh, it's been in my spirit for for a while and I, I feel that it's time to release it today and uh, you are the lucky recipients that it gets to be released on <laughs> amen in the book of first Kings chapter 21 very familiar story that is given to us here of course it involves a wicked king and a wicked wife of the king and, uh, and their plot to take something that did not belong to them. And the scripture says, and it came to pass after these things. And these things, if you go back and read it, it is a rebuke of a prophet of God to Ahab. But certainly he doesn't learn his lesson simply by a rebuke. And the scripture says, after these things, that Naboth the Jezreelite, had a vineyard which is in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. In other words, Ahab could look down upon Naboth's vineyard. He could see it from his palace. It was hard by the palace. Then Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard that I may have it, for a garden of herbs. Well, isn't that something? Man, just a seasonal garden of vegetables, what he wants. And there's a vineyard there. Man. And he says, Give me thy vineyard that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give thee for a better vineyard than it. Or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said unto Ahab, The Lord forbid it, that I should give the inheritance of my father unto thee. And Ahab came unto his house, heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give the my inheritance of my father and he laid him down upon his bed and he turned away his face and would not eat his bread don't you just feel sorry for him <clears throat> if there ever was a big wimp he's one isn't he amen but the scripture says I will not give thee my inheritance 
I want to minister for just a little while to you today. My vineyard is not for sale. Come on. My vineyard is not for sale. Man, I want you to turn to your neighbor. I want you to tell them. Man, you may want to tell two or three because, you know, this is something that needs to be broadcast today. My vineyard is not for sale. My vineyard is not for sale. Amen. And you can be seated in Jesus' name. I was reminded on Tuesday night by some of the ministers that we used to be around that <clears throat> I, I am to preach with inspiration and not observation. So I will try to follow my own rule since I was reminded of it Tuesday night. And I am in a strange place today. Amen. I won't preach by observation. I won't try to look around and see anything, but I will try to preach by inspiration. And another word that I was reminded of on Tuesday night, I was reminded of a lot of things getting me ready for this trip, see. I was reminded that any word that you put out there is word, and it will be fruitful to the body of Christ. And so I'm going to try to stay with the inspiration of God, and I'm going to give you a word regardless of what it is. It will be fruitful if you will receive it. Amen. I pray for inspiration today and that it will overshadow my own uh, inspiration. I, I was uh, looking at this and realizing that there is an increasing demand in this hour that we put on the whole armor of God. Amen. It's important that we have all the tools that we need to be successful in the kingdom of God. I've watched my nephew, and uh, he, he gets around tools and work. He's a crazy man. I mean, he just, you know, everywhere. But there is tools, and he knows where they're at. Amen. And if you get ready to help him pick up his tools, amen, you better know where to put it. Because if you don't, uh, he'll put it where it needs to be. Because those are tools of his trade. Amen. How many's tried to load, load the dishwasher from your wife, you know? You know, you put a plate in and then right behind you, you know. Oh, that don't go there. That goes over here, you know. And then it gets all rearranged, you know. <laughs> Amen. But we got to put on the whole armor of God. We need every tool in the tool shed. We need every advantage that we can. Because I'm telling you, if we're going to make a statement, amen, that this vineyard's not for sale, we're going to need the help of God to be able to help us through every obstacle of life. Amen. Man, and the reason why that you need that, the very next verse says, For we wrestle not 
against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm telling you, it's a spiritual battle today, and we need the power of God to sustain us in every fight that we have in this world. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. We have to have, amen, the tools of the trade. We need the Word of God hid in our heart. We need the power of God. Amen. We need to talk in tongues every day. Amen. We need to feel the Holy Ghost every day. We need to walk in the light as He's in the light. And we'll have fellowship with Him. And He will guide and direct our steps and help us with every obstacle of life. Doesn't matter where you're at in your walk with God today. We need Him every moment of every hour. Man, for this reason, man, of desiring and needing the power of God, man, the ministry of this church and the pastor of Anchor Church, man, they are conditioning you and trying to help you to be able to be successful. Amen. They want you to succeed. Amen. Because they know that there's a point in time that you're going to have to go solo. You're going to have to back up that word that you just spoke. My vineyard's not for sale. Amen. It's not going to be without a fight because there's a real adversary that's trying to destroy you and wants to try to trip you up and cause you to stumble. But the ministry of this church, they know that you're going to have to go solo and you're going to have to depend upon the knowledge that you've received. You're going to have to depend upon the power of God that you have allowed yourself, amen, to be entertained with. That you're going to have to depend on what you get in the, in the, in the church of the living God to be able to, to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. If you're going to be able to back the word up, amen, my vineyard's not for sale. You're going to have to be able Hey, to depend upon uh, the things that you have acquired. Aren't you glad you have something today? Aren't you glad you feel something today? How many feel something? Give me a little wave. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this is not just another church service. Amen. This is a mark in time that's going to help you to realize, if I'm going to keep it, I'm going to have to fight for it. Amen. It's not something that's going to be handed to us on a silver platter. Amen. There have been others that have went on before us. Amen. They've all suffered because of the name of the Lord. Amen. And folks, if we're going to make it, it's going to be because that we deemed it uh, the most important thing in our life. Amen. Amen. 
Scripture lets us know in 1 Kings 16 and 30, it says, And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. In other words, he came from a long line of people that discarded the things of God and were wicked people. I thought of something in studying this message that, uh, and I'm not going to go there, but I thought about generational sin. You know, that they just fell in line. Whatever the father did, they fell in line with the generation before them. Amen. And Ahab could have broken that curse because he had knowledge of a living God. Amen. He, had, he was privy to, uh, to the things of God. But he chose to follow the least path of resistance. Amen. And follow his evil wife Jezebel. Amen. And just cower down to her in every aspect of his life. Amen. Somebody said if there was ever a marriage made in hell, it was Jezebel and Ahab. They were a wicked duo. Amen. And you know, they were singing the song prior. And I, you know what? I may not be able to stay with my notes, and I, I apologize. Amen. But when, when they were singing the song about mercy, amen, and, and I'll probably get ahead of everything that I'm going to be talking about today. But you know what? Amen. The mercy of God, it just confounds, it just gets in my, in my heart and my life because I didn't deserve mercy. Amen. But he gave me mercy in my life and lifted me up, Lord, above all of my mistakes and all of my sins and all the things that weren't right in my life. But his mercy came running to me and helped me. Amen. And this story today, if you'll fast forward to the end of it, and I trust me, I'm going to preach some of it in between there too. Amen. But if you fast forward to the end, when Elijah met Ahab in his garden, when he went to visit his garden, amen, the prophet Elijah was there waiting on him. Amen. You may have hoodooed him out of his vineyard. Amen. But there's a God in heaven that's watching every transaction. Amen. And he, he was waiting on him there. Amen. And do you realize that there, there was something that just gripped my heart and just gripped my spirit? That Ahab, after he was told of his sin and what he did, he, he humbled himself in sackcloth and ashes before the Lord. Amen. And do you know <laughs> that God stayed his execution? I said, God, how could you do that? You've seen what he'd done. <laughs> You've seen what he'd done to a perfectly upright man. Amen. But I'm telling you, when you humble yourself, under the mighty hand of God, it doesn't make any difference what your past was. Doesn't make any difference what happened yesterday. But if you humble yourself in sackcloth and ashes under the mighty hand of God, 
Amen. He will send his mercy to you. Hallelujah. Everybody that's here is in the grip of his mercy. Because if he would do that for Ahab, that idol-worshiping king, he'll do it for somebody that becomes sincere before the Lord. Amen. I just had to throw that little nugget in there. It was in my heart. Sorry. Amen. And Ahab and Jezebel, as you figured out, is represented in this message as the evil that's against the vineyard of Naboth. And that evil spirit of Jezebel, it's still working today in our land. And even so much more, amen, as Ahab had done more than his father's, the spirit of Jezebel has been over and over and over, been finding, amen, room and people, amen, to submit to that seducive spirit of Jezebel. Amen. And folks, amen, I, I, I have to tell you, when I read this, I get angry in my spirit. Amen. Because I realize, amen, what wickedness, amen, can do for the lives of people. Amen. But as, as Ahab and Jezebel are at their work, destroy, trying to take the vineyard of Naboth, there, there was a sequence of things that transpired that I feel are worthy for us to look at today. The first thing that, that happened that in the negative uh, uh, side of things is that, that Ahab began to stalk his victim. And you know what? If you don't think that the devil, a man, is trying to keep up with your things, a man, you better, you better know, uh, uh, you better learn another lesson, man, because, man, he's after everything that he can. He wants to destroy your worship. He wants to destroy your praise. He wants to destroy your walk with God. He wants to hinder you, hinder you from the house of God. He wants to take your song. He wants to take your family. Amen. He wants to take, amen, everything that you possess that's good, amen, and that is, that is prosperous in this life. Amen. He wants to touch it with his, his, uh, his uh, wicked hand to try to destroy it. Man, and so from his big ivory palace, there is Ahab stalking the vineyard of, the, of Naboth. It is said that in my study, I realized that, man, that this palace of, of, of Ahab was upon the hill of Samaria, and, and there was a view south to Jerusalem. He could look down south into Jerusalem. He looked north to the Sea of Galilee, and he could look uh, to the east to the River Jordan and, and to the west, the Mediterranean Sea. I mean, can you just imagine this picturesque uh, uh, setting that he could just sit on his palace porch and just view all the beauty that God had provided him with, amen, and just soak it all in. That wasn't enough. 
You know, he began to stalk the vineyard. Wouldn't it be, I, I, I want to have me a little vegetable garden down here. Whatever I have to do to get it, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Amen. I'm telling you, folks, the enemy's stalking you, and he wants to try to interfere with your life any way that he can, whether it's in relationships. Amen. Folks, relationships are good, but not every relationship is good. Come on. Amen. He wants to try to stalk you, amen, and trip you up in some way. Amen. And that little piece of ground that was Naboth's vineyard, he, he was trying to hold on to it because it was his inheritance. It was God that gave it to him. He was trying to hold on to it. Do you realize that seed of righteousness that God has placed in your heart and in your life? Amen. Is your inheritance of God. It's not just something that's seasonal or temporal. Amen. But it's something that's eternal. That God has placed there. That he wants to grow into something that is, that is mighty and powerful. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. We're being stalked by the devil. I was preparing this message. And uh, I'd been looking looking online for a fifth-wheel trailer so Linda and I could do a little traveling, you know? And here I was, I was looking up some of these scriptures, Brother Josh, online, and every, every, every page that I pulled up, there was a fifth-wheel trailer on there. I said, who knows I'm looking for a trailer? I realized I was being stalked. Amen. That somebody knows I'm looking for a trailer because the exact one that I looked at, the Montana, you know, with all the features popped up on my screen, you know, in the very color that I'd looked at. Amen. With all the things that, that I had looked at. Amen. I'm telling you, the enemy, amen, is stalking us. We got to get a hold of the things of God and say, God, help me that I'll be able to stand in the hour of temptation. And I assumed after I read one little email that said uh, that Sister Linda may have had something on my computer from Steinmart that said, you'll look very different in this red dress. <laughs> And I said, you don't even know. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Man, the enemy knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. He's not going, he's not going, to, he's not going to try to come at you in your strong points. But he's going to come to you in your weaknesses. Amen. Oh, how much that we need the hand of God. My Lord, I need you. I need those mercies that are fresh every morning. I need your hand to guide me every day of every, every day that I spend in this life. Amen. Man, we got to realize, man, that there's an enemy that's out there. First Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, 
be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walketh. He's stalking you about seeking whom he may devour. Man, I'm telling you, there's an enemy that's stalking you, man, that you are going to have to deal with. You need to be in his face every day. This vineyard is not for sale. You may be able to sell that bill of goods down the road, but my vineyard is not for sale. Can we say that again? My vineyard is not for sale. Amen. Now, you know, if there's a price, he would try to pay it. Because we could get tripped up. I mean, if money is your thing, come on. If money is your thing, he could get your eyes on that. If power and fame, amen, that's what got Ahab into his circumstance is because he married Jezebel, which was a Phoenician that had inroads to, uh, to the shipping trades of the Mediterranean Sea that could be shipped around the world. And, and he seen dollar signs, and he tapped into that. It didn't matter about, uh, about his God. It didn't matter about the sanctity of life. It didn't matter about anything. All he seen was money and power. And all Jezebel seen was her motive of, I, I'm going to bring this nation of Israel down to its knees. Amen. I'm going to bring them to idol worship. I'm going to set up my idol worship right in the palace. Amen. I'm, I'm going to bring them down. Amen. But I, I read in the scriptures, amen, that the Bible says that there is 7,000, amen, that's never bowed their knee to Baal. Amen. I'm telling you, God has a core of people. He will always have some people that says, my vineyard is not for sale. Hallelujah. I want to be on the Lord's side, don't you? Amen. Let all those devil worshipers do whatever they will do. Amen. I'm going to stand for my God. Amen. And I'm telling you, it's in your face every day. The spirit of Jezebel. Amen. I don't know how much I can say on tape, but I'll, I'll try to be, i try to be, be, as decent as I can. Amen. But I know it, it is like that in West Virginia. I know it's like that in Ohio, that they're waving their flags, their different colored flags, you know. And it's all, you know, it's all about their, uh, their uh, uh, orientation and who they are. Amen. I tell you what, amen, there's coming a reckoning day. Amen. But I'm telling you, let... Let that crowd do whatever they want to, but give me a good apostolic revival. Give me the power of God. Give me a touch of the Holy Ghost. Give me a moving of the Spirit of God. Let me feel the power of God, amen, in my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. But you know, 
The devil's going to do more than just stalk. How long have I been going? How much time do I got? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That man back there is going to tell me when to quit. <laughs> Amen. A man after my own heart. Hallelujah. Anthony, you need to guard him. He's a jewel. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. The adversary is going to do more than just stalk us. Amen. Especially if we stand by the principles of the Word of God. You realize that some vines were as old as 100 to 200 years old. This was not something that he was going to uproot. It was just a little seasonal vegetable garden, you know. This was something that was in their family. That was a heritage to them. It was precious. Amen. And, man, when I, when I read this afresh and anew and God put it in my spirit, amen, and my, my heart just overwhelmed that there was a man that would stand up against a king and say, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I can't, I can't do it. My God forbids it. My God forbids it. I'm going to hold on to it. Man. And sometimes there is suffering involved and affliction of God's people. Man. And Moses said, I would rather endure choosing rather the affliction of the people of God than the pleasures of sin for a season. Sin is seasonal. You may get your cheap thrill today, but payday's coming tomorrow. And thank, thank God that payday came to this evil duo. Amen. And their, their blood was shed at the gates of Jezreel, and, and the dogs licked up the blood of their slaughter, didn't even have a proper, proper burial. Amen. And their parts were scattered out upon the horizon. I'm telling you, whatsoever you sow, that shall you also reap. Amen. We got to realize, amen, I'm holding on to this for my eternal reward. It's not only you. It's your family. Relatives, people that's watching your life, people that are counting on you to be faithful. Thank God I was faithful down through the years, amen, that out of that was birthed a Pentecostal, Holy Ghost-filled, apostolic pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if he can't do it by stalking, he's going to do it by trying, man, to seduce you. He's going to try to take it to another level. It's going to be an in-person visit. You know, 
And that's what, what he did. He went to Naboth and said, hey, I'll make you a deal, buddy. I got this money here. I gave you a vineyard that's better than the one you got. But this is the one that God gave me. How could you give me something better than what God gave me? Come on, wise up, people. Amen. How could the enemy offer something that's better than what God has to offer? And how many receive these cell phone calls? Solicitors. Uh, hello? Well, I've got a warranty here for you. Yeah, my car's got 200,000 miles on it, and they're going to offer me a warranty. What kind of warranty do you write for a car that's got 200,000 miles on it? Oh, I got the best deal for you. I got a warranty. I get warranty calls from the town that I live in. The number is, I mean, it says a Lewisburg number. How they do that, I don't know. But they're solicitors, and they're, they're trying to get information. Amen. They don't know my car's got 200,000 miles, or they wouldn't be calling. Amen. But I'm telling you, the adversary, if he can't stalk you, he'll solicit you. Amen. He'll try to offer you whatever kind of deal that he thinks that you'll take. But it's all, it's all lies. He's a liar from the beginning. He's still a liar. He'll be a liar when we're marching on the streets of glory. Amen. Don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. He's a defeated foe. He's always been a defeated foe. He always will be a defeated foe. And he can't cross the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is against him. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad of that today? Hallelujah. I don't know about you. But I've had to plead his blood a few times in my life. Amen. And I'm telling you it works. Amen. God will come to your rescue. God will come to your side. I was standing in a hospital room in Charleston, West Virginia. I'd went there to visit as a favor to someone uh, to Linda's mom and the family, and this man was laying there. And uh, uh, Matt, you'll know more about medically what was going on than I did, but I knew that this guy was on, he was on his way out. And I was standing between him and eternity, and I knew that. I felt that in my spirit when I walked into that room. The nurses that took me to that room, they just pushed me in there and they shut the door and left. And I realized, brother, man, I was, I was standing between him and eternity. Amen. I felt the powers of hell so, so strongly in that room. And there were, 
there was black stuff that was being pumped out of his lungs into this bag. He was unconscious, could not speak, could not, wasn't coherent. He had not been coherent for several days. Amen, where he could talk to them. He was being fed endaneously, and they were pumping black stuff out of his lungs. And it, I mean, you could just look at it and just realize. And there I was talking to somebody that couldn't talk back. But I knew I was there for a reason. I began to feel after the Spirit of God, if there ever was a time, what was the prophet said, I need a minstrel. If there ever was a time I needed a minstrel, I needed, <laughs> I needed some help. Man, I just began to meditate upon the Lord. No one was rushing me, and so I didn't feel rushed. I didn't feel like I had to make a decision right away. And so I, I began to feel after the Spirit of God, and I felt it come down the back of my neck. I began to filter down, and I realized that my help had just slipped into that room. I began to talk. I began to tell him things. I began to tell him, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a friend of your mother's. Her, his mother was a good apostolic woman that, that had, had called for prayer and wanted somebody to go by and, and pray for her son. And I, I began to talk to him about, about the apostolic church. And I said, I'm a part of, part of the apostolic church. Your mother is a part of the apostolic church. And I began to kind of go through that scenario for a little while. And then I began to talk to him. And I said, I don't know if you realize, amen, but you're in bad shape, son. Amen. And he, he was a man probably, I don't know, 40, 50 years old, probably about 50 years old. And, and uh, I just began to talk to him. And then I started pleading the blood of Jesus up over his life, up over, over what happened, ever happened in that room. I said, God, I don't know what you have in store for this man, but I'm asking you today, amen, that you would take, uh, would bind, amen, this sickness upon him and that you would, uh, would, just, would just deliver him from whatever that's causing this problem. And I just began to talk to him and tell him everything. I spilled my guts right there in that room to a man that never said a word. I went my way and worried. and I thought, what, what in the world is going to happen? Amen. Don't you know, I came back one week later, walked into the same room, and the guy says, hi, how you doing? I said, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. My name is Dave Crispin. I said, yeah, I know who you are. I said, I was here last week. He said, yeah, I knew it was you. I said, I prayed for you. He said, oh, yeah, I know. I said, I heard it all. I heard every bit of it. Hey, Amen. And you know what? He said, it worked. He found his way to God on a hospital bed when an apostolic preacher poured his 
guts out, amen, before God on his behalf. I'm telling you, we just got to come to the point to where we say, my vineyard is not for sale. If you want the power of God, you got to make up your mind. Amen. Doesn't matter how he stalks me. Doesn't matter what he solicits me with. Amen. I'm telling you, amen, that greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Amen. And the devil, if he can't get you by stalking and soliciting, Jezebel just done her thing and seduced him and just brought him down to nothing. She got a plan together and got her witnesses together and did what she does, her evil work. And the devil will do what? He can to make you look bad too. But what really matters is what you look like in the eyes of God. Amen. That's all that matters, folks. Amen. I'm not your judge. Amen. I'm just a preacher of the gospel. Amen. Amen. I'm not here to judge anyone, but I'm telling you, when you make up your mind, Amen, that you're not selling your vineyard. Amen, there's a God that steps along beside you that said, this is my child. Amen. And we can hold on to the things of God, and it's going to be worth it one of these days. Amen. If I do nothing else in this service, I'd like to give you a fresh perspective. Amen. Uh, that, that it's God that's the most important thing in your life. Amen. And that... And that you make up your mind, I'm not selling out to this world. Let them have all the fun that they want. Amen. And there, there are things that will, 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 will meet our eye and say, you know what, that, that looks pretty good, you know. And, and, you know, and we can use the excuse, everybody's doing it. And, and uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. Amen. You better check Amen, your spirit, and make sure that that's not a solicitation from the adversary. You better hold on to the things of God. You better get in a Holy Ghost meeting, amen, and you begin to feel the presence of God. And then see how you feel about all those things that he's been trying to sell you. Amen. Well, brother, is it time to quit yet? right. What does Paul Harvey say? Page two. Hey, buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. That's a Bubba quote. Buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. And folks, I don't know about you. But I'm bought in. I know that I'm not above temptation. I know that I'm not above stumbling and making mistakes. But I tell you, amen, I will seek after him. Amen. And I will let him direct my path.
Amen. I hope we can come. Here's page two, brother. No, actually, before I came in here, page three, four, and five, I turned upside down in my folder. <laughs> because I was, I was afraid that I would look at them <laughs> and get headed down an unknown destiny. Amen. Would you stand with me today? I know you've been waiting on that. Amen. If I could say anything to you today, it would be in your mind and spirit. I'm going to allow God to direct my life in the way that He desires to be. You may not be where you want to be today. You may not have arrived where you think you should be today. Because all of us feel unworthy of the things of God. You may not have got to that place where you, you really feel comfortable about saying, my vineyard's not for sale, but I'm telling you, if you'll just begin to entertain that today, there's a God in heaven. And the first thing you know, there will be some things that will happen in your life that God will get glory from. I want to prophesy to someone here today. If you'll stand for the Lord, he'll make a way for you where there seemeth to be no way right now. I'm telling there's somebody here to receive that today. Amen. And when I was in prayer, amen, the Lord told me to tell you there are others that are watching your life. And your decision today not to sell your vineyard, they're watching you. Don't stumble. Amen. I'm not putting any pressure on you. I'm just telling the Lord is on your side. And he said he would make a way where there seemeth to be no way. And that whatever that you're troubled about or whatever obstacle might be in your way today, that God says he'll take care of it. If you'll just make the commitment that says, not selling. Not today. Not tomorrow. And we'll be standing there one day. And the scripture says we'll stand in our lot that day. Won't that be great? Amen. We'll be standing in our lot. I don't know. I've been so many places. I don't know what lot I'll stand in. But you know what? I'll be, I'll be standing there in the lot. And I'll see faces that I see here today. I said, you know what, Brother Christmas? I didn't say all. I ain't selling, and I'm glad I did. I'm singing with the saints. Hallelujah. I'm lifting up hallelujahs to the name of Jesus. I'm praising my King.
Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, lift your hands and love him today. Come on, reach out to his presence. Come on, let a resounding praise, amen, enter into his ears that says, you know what, amen, I'm committed. I'm committed to your trust, God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, feel after his presence a little while. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my walk with God that I've needed a little help along the way. There's been times that I needed a little security blanket and that would help me over some rough places in my world and in my life. Amen. And there were apostolic men, apostolic women, amen, that come to my side with intercessory prayer. Man, one of them that stands out so vividly to me today, man, we heard from her on the way up here today was Sister Donna Laddermilk. God used her in intercessory prayer. And the things that I would, would, be, would be burdened with and just felt uh, she would just, in intercessory prayer, she would carry that load. And she'd come to me and say, the Lord told me this. And I realized I'm taking it. That's a word from God. I'm banking on it. If you're here today, I don't know where you're at with your walk with God, but sometimes we need a little help. It's not, it's not, not uncommon. Amen. And sometimes we could just lose, use a little extra, you know, even when we don't need anything. And I'm asking you today, if you need something from God, just come and stand. Amen. Around this front, there's a God that's interested in helping you. Don't let the generational curse, the culture curse, amen, all of those things, don't let them keep you away from the things of God. Amen. If you need something from the Lord, if you need a little touch of the Holy Ghost, if you if you need a little boost in the Spirit, if you need a little reassurance, if you need a little security today, amen. I'm telling you, God's handing it out today. He's giving you not only a word today, but He's given you promise. Amen. He wants to lift you up. He wants to lift you up. Come on, let's lift our hands to the Lord. Let's begin to pray. Oh, how did he shut Hallelujah! My hands to oh, yes. the heavens. Hallelujah. I lift my eyes where my help comes from. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.